I think it's time we made one thing perfectly clear. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Through My Ears, Episode 4. Through My Ears is a weekly music podcast brought to you by Dazzle Ships Records. We are in Dazzle Ships Studios here in Portland, Oregon, and this is an extremely special episode. I'm going to keep saying that because, you know what? They're all going to be special. This week, we are looking at obscure bands, and I have one for you. The other week, I was at a Goodwill, and I was uh, looking around, looking at records like I usually do, and I found this really peculiar album called 12 Inches by this band called So What. It was totally unopened. It was still in the uh, factory seal, and it said, Do not resell, demonstration only. I will have links down below so you can check out the album artwork and this music in full. But the crazy thing about this is I have found tracked down members from this band, which I am so excited to tell you we are going to be interviewing two of them today. Today's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. We are in the works of getting all of the members of this band on a interview together, but we're going to be interviewing two of the core members today. I'm extremely excited. One is in Hawaii, one is in Texas, so we are going to bring this band back into the forefront and we're going to dive into their music. But for now, you guys are listening to in the background an obscure demo from the band Information Society, kind of going with the theme today. Let's listen to this one. This is On My Way by InSoc or Information Society, and we will be back with the members of So What? This is Through My Ears. Stay tuned.
I never now. heard. Wow, that was Information Society with their insane demo. Never made it to a full album, but that was on my way once again. I love Information Society. I love that genre. I love like sample-based, crazy, high-tech, electronic stuff from that time period. Never been anything like it since. Never been anything like it before. Cool stuff. Anyway, I am back, and we are going to hop on the horn with uh, the members of So What, two of them. I want to play you one of their tracks before we go into it so you can kind of get a feel. This is a rip. I ripped the uh, vinyl. Like, first play, I was like, you know what? I've never heard of this before. This is unopened. I can't find any information about it on Discogs or anything like that. So I'm going to be safe, and I'm going to rip this digitally the best quality I can. So you're going to hear the actual record, which sounds excellent, by the way. We're going to get into this because I want to keep this one short and sweet. We're going to hop on the phone with them right after. This is their super fun song. Song, Blind Eye. It's my favorite song off of the four-track EP 12 inches that they released. Let's get right into this and then we will come back and chat with Brent and Mark.
All right, we are back. Once again, that was Blind Eye by the amazing Houston-based band So What? And I happen to have Brent and Mark on the phone right now. Are you guys both there? Definitely. Yep. Perfect. Hey, hey, Brent. How you doing, man? Long time to see. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's great to have you guys both here. This is like totally uh, amazing. I feel like just yesterday I was walking around the thrift store, flipping through the records, and now here we all are uh, chatting. That's pretty wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a copy of this record that's up on the wall. Oh, that's amazing. The same one that the same one that you with the you know for promotional use only, blah blah blah. Right. And I look at it all the time and just kind of smile. I mean, it's really fun time in our lives that's awesome i actually um i have the copy i found here right now just to channel you guys for this uh phone conversation also to to be able to look at the back and kind of chat about a a few things on here yeah i guess um i want to start kind of with with how i discovered you guys i was you know as i do walk around the uh the thrift stores looking at the old um record racks see what they have out there i have a small record label i run so i'm always looking for kind of stuff that slipped through the cracks. I'm also an avid vinyl collector. I have hundreds and hundreds of records. So when I see something that I don't usually, you know, see in the in the in the racks there, I get very curious. And the thing that tipped me off for your record was there's a few things I look for. But one of the things in uh in, on the back in the in the credits there was that Brent had a computer sequencing uh credit. And when I see that, I find it very interesting. <laughs> Because I I love electronic music and I love kind of sample based stuff and you de- definitely kind of delved into that especially on the song Spider there's, there's some really cool sample stuff going on so um, I guess maybe let's introduce both of you and let's talk about what your positions were in the band I guess we could start with you Brent Well my name's Brent Harlevitz and I started so what with a girl named Barry Sakamano we um, you know, music's always been a really important part of my life since I was a kid, and and electronic music fascinated me. I grew up listening to like Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and the old Genesis, and any anything that had a keyboard in it was like you know, what was that song uh, Edgar Winter's Frankenstein? You know, it was all like trippy and it <laughs> made me like trip out. So. Um, yeah, I just, I, I had an interest in it, and as soon as I had the ability to go out and get a bunch of equipment, I did it. That's awesome. And Barry, the, like a lyricist, she wrote all these words down, Wow. and we just, um, I got, you know, I had all this cool equipment that was state-of-the-art and very, you know, cutting-edge for its time, and I locked myself in a room and just started um, messing with it and came up with these tracks and you know then lisa got involved the other girl squid and she um she brought a lot to it she sang incredible harmonies and did all kinds of cool trippy shit with her voice so that was great and then mark got involved and started giving us some direction as far as like what we, what we should be doing in addition to music yeah <laughs> and uh right because i was only focused on the music really like that's all i wanted to do and it yeah. was a 24 hour day thing. so we we decided we were going to make this record and it was an interest it was a great start and so well, it was a great band and i was 
been lucky to be a part of it and glad to have started it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a, I mean, the, the story and just kind of the, the things that I've seen from you guys is, is totally really cool. And I'm definitely going to link down below in the description some of the performances because you guys really documented this stuff. I mean, when I first started looking your band up online, I couldn't find much. But then at a certain point, uh, you guys kind of showed me your Facebook group. And you guys have a lot of videos from your live performances and didn't really seem like bands were doing that back then. So I'm really, I really am honored to, to be able to see all that stuff. It's really cool. And Milo, I kind of wanted to talk about where you come in with all this. Well, um, I had been playing in the around Houston in a few bands, and really was about to, you know, I don't know, give up doing some things. And I found this ad for a drummer on a cork board in a record store, and I answered it and <laughs> rolled up to Barry and Brent's house, and that was kind of the start. I'm like, uh, this is different. This is cool. Yeah. Our first show was opening up for The Call, which was a major signed act touring through Houston. So I went, okay, I can hang with these guys. And um, it was it was great. It was like uh, Brent said, it was really a cutting-edge sound that no one was doing with sequencers at the time. Yeah. Sampling. And then we would build a live act on top of it. So we called it Synchro Mesh, which was kind of our style, because it was a mesh of computer and a live act. And um, I saw, you know, besides just playing and in the band and um, helping with some music in some way, I just saw a great potential to make this move. So I um, kind of acted as the manager as well and the promoter. Started getting gigs and um, ended up playing, getting some attention and playing South by Southwest when it was not even on the map. As we played it the first. South by Southwest. Wow, that's incredible. That's really cool. Two shows at one festival. I don't know if any bands ever really done that. Yeah, Uh, they put us in a club that didn't fit our music, and then the people saw us and they go, "Oh, you belong over here." So the next night we played another show. Wow. And I got some uh, interest from just some music lawyers in New York, and some. We went to the New Music Seminar. I don't know if that's even happening anymore Mm. in uh, in Manhattan. Okay. We had some nibbles from some record companies and just kind of promoted the hell out of this. Sure. You know, then marks the reason that all that stuff is documented and that we have all. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. If it were just up to me, like, I'd still be well, you guys definitely made some incredible music, and, and one of the most important feats is getting it out there. And, you know, after all these years, it's incredible that this this popped up. And something that was really interesting is before I, I chatted with you guys and before I found out more about the project and before I even really looked at the back of the, the vinyl with the special fa- thanks section, the first song on there, Night for Romance, when I first heard it, I was like, this kind of almost has a Peter Gabriel feel. And then I noticed in your special thanks that you had thanked him so that's really cool uh just the whole album is really really special i mean it's it's another well, really interesting you know he was a big influence on me dude and with the genesis stuff right the early beginnings i've followed peter's career and yeah i've had the pleasure to meet him cool you know because i because i because i went on to do other stuff and you know it's just been a really it's kind of a full circle thing yeah he was a big he was a big part of my whole you know, reason for doing music. Sure. So. It's really cool. I mean, um, 
the and you guys are based I mean you were based in Houston Texas and that's really interesting to me, to me too because I used to actually spend time there in the early 2000s and I haven't really quite found any other city like it musically I mean I've lived in New York I've lived in San Francisco Los Angeles Portland and there's just something about the nightlife and the energy in, in Houston that's really incredible one of the venues I remember going to quite a bit was Numbers and you guys even played a show there right that's cool. I know that there's uh, currently a documentary in the works about numbers that a friend of mine is making, and I, I definitely want to continue talks about getting you guys involved in the documentary because I think that you would be, I mean, your perfect fit for it. So we definitely will keep chatting about that. And um, I guess, what have you guys been up to since So What? I mean, is there any music that you guys are still involved with at all? Yeah, well, I mean, not yet. I went on. Brent's probably the, the leader in that category. Okay. I mean, I went on. I, we all moved to New York. Oh, okay. Band, right? and and I kind of took that. You know, I I was like, I'm going to make this music thing happen. Sure. So I uh, I kind of worked my way into Arista Records, and mm. I worked with a bunch of acts there. But you know, doing everything. I mean, I started off doing like um, sound engineering stuff. Okay. And then just whatever I could to to work in business, and then I got hooked up with these guys, Will McCoy. Um, oh yeah, these producers out of Germany, and you know, another night and run away. Sure, sure. One more time. So uh, I got hired on to do the musical direction. Wow. And, and stuff for them because I kind of worked my way up the level from you know sound into actual music stuff. They found out I could. I could do MIDI programming and all this stuff, and not a lot of people knew that shit. Right. So that was really cool. I did all the pre-production for, not all of it, but I did a lot of the pre-production for Taylor Dane's Soul Dancing Tour before she went out, you know, all the sequencing. I went out with her on tour, had these giant racks of, of, of keyboards and stuff and a big computer. Wow. And I'd sit on the side of the stage and run all the MIDI stuff. And... uh and then after that, yeah, I got hooked up with these real McCoy guys and ended up writing and producing with them. That's really and cool. Had a hit record. Had a real hit record. Yeah, that, I mean, I definitely <laughs> know that album. It's it's great. I actually play that out when I DJ sometimes. It's a it's a classic. Um, that's really cool. I mean, the story is amazing. The music's amazing. Something else I kind of realized about the music is is when I realized that you guys had all these live recordings and live footage, I kind of started analyzing the differences between the album and, and the live stuff. And it seems like you guys were, were really a live band and it was something to definitely be seen. And one of my favorite things about the live footage is, is well, there's one video where it's kind of just the audience and you, you can kind of see everyone's different reaction to the music. Some people are right. obsessed and, and dancing like crazy, and then some people are like, "What is this? This is crazy." It's the differences know, between right? them. It's really cool, and they're like looking around, we, going, "Are you seeing this?" <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. We tried to make it a spectacle. You know, I didn't really know how to translate. None of us did. Yeah, like so new what we were doing. I had no idea how to translate that into a recording. And yeah, it's we, difficult. You know, we had this guy working with us on the album, and you know, I just was following advice at that point I didn't really know none of us did we didn't know what to do yeah so we made this record and it wasn't a great reflection of what we were as a band but it was at least it memorialized it yeah and and it was a good experience you know it was a very big 
learning experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was an experience. It didn't really quite capture what we did live, which was kind of a spectacle. I can, <laughs> I know Brent can concur. We would play around town. People thought they didn't know what. They thought we were the best things in sliced bread or devil worshippers. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what what I look for in a band too. Is is definitely that kind of difference in an opinion i think that there's a lot of stuff that you guys were doing and yeah i love the live footage and the two favorite songs of mine on the album are the two that i'm playing on the show today the first one we heard earlier before we hopped on the phone with you was blind eye and a little later after we chat i'm going to throw on spider which is going to end uh this week's podcast spider is an interesting one i i that was the one i was kind of referring to earlier where you guys kind of went nuts with the samplers there and i think that was kind of um a re- really cool example of you know kind of trying to translate that live stuff i mean there was a few tracks that i've seen uh, live footage that i'm going to link below where you guys definitely were i mean how many people were involved in the band it seemed like there was at least five or six oh or seven dudes on stage yeah, you know there was, was a core group of us and then there were other people that liked to play with yeah. us and you know eventually became part of the band amazing and, yeah, there was about a core, there's about four of us that were a core. Niles was there early, and then he left, Bobby, and then he left, and then, you know, probably three or four more cast of characters. It was like a, a theater. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't let it go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was fun. It was a really fun yeah. thing to be able to do, to, you know, have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I would love to have you guys back on and and try to get everyone involved and and dive into more a little bit like stories and stuff that you guys might have, you know, experienced. Yeah, I'd love to do it with the more members of the band. Definitely. Yeah. We have no stories to give. No stories (laughs) at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's, yeah. Uh, well, the album's incredible. I love it. I've been playing it. Uh, I DJ on Friday nights, and I've been playing it out, and people, the second it comes on, they come up, and they're like, what is this? So I definitely am going to be cool. sharing it with the world. And what is this? I listen to it, and I'm like, dude, what were you saying? <laughs> no, it's incredible. You know, it, was a, it, was a, it, was it was an expression of what I was into it yeah definitely it's a it's a uh, little slice of a time and place in your life which is incredible there's also a um fan club information p.o box on the back of the record is that still valid for uh fans to send stuff to (laughs) No, no. I don't even know if that house is still there. Uh, uh, The house is torn down, and I'm sure there's a condo there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As it goes, we have a uh, a Facebook fan club page if people want to get directed there. We have a YouTube channel people could subscribe to. Awesome. Who knows? We're you know. I have a SoundCloud that I you know. There's a lot more music on there. There's stuff that me and Lisa did. Um, after Real McCoy, which, by the way, I should mention, Lisa, quote, twists, she went on from So What, there was a vacancy in Real McCoy, one of the girls, mm. um, quit. And so I called up Lisa and flew her to Germany. Wow. And she joined Real McCoy and was uh, in the, on the recording of One More Time. She was, like, in the band. Amazing. I did. That's a, that's yeah. so funny. I would have never known this if we didn't, if I didn't right. find this in a record, in a thrift store. It's really incredible to hear what you guys have been up to since So What. And um, 
this is going to kind of wrap up the interview. We're, we're going to run down to the end of this podcast, but definitely want to have you guys on and let's let's plan it out and get some more members. We can we can keep this going. But for now, uh, just if there's anything else you guys want to uh, say, I know that you talked about the fan club and, and the, the Facebook, which I will definitely link below. But if there's anything else you guys want to chat about. This would be a perfect time. No, that's it, brother. Just, yeah, I, appreciate I, just think you, I appreciate you uh, reaching out to us. It was, it was something that was not expected at all. After all Absolutely. It's just, just, it was a weird thing. Cool. Out of the <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed the record. Hey, and definitely. I appreciate your, your you know, helping promote it. And Of course. I, I just think that's cool. Yeah. Hey, definitely. So Thank you. Know. I'm, you know, there's there'll be more music coming. Like I said, I was thinking about redoing some of the songs. So awesome. We can talk about that later. Definitely, we will talk about that later. And so we still have some catalog to share with, you know, down the road. So awesome. You, know, you never know. Well, hey, guys, it's been amazing chatting with you. Uh, this will be up soon, and I hope to talk to you all soon. We'll get some more members, and and we'll keep this conversation going. Right on. Thanks. Right on. Thank you. Hey, you guys, have a great day. Thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Take Bye. care. Bye. All right, so we just got off the phone with Brent and Mark, amazing musicians, and I would have never known about how Brent went on to work with Real McCoy. That is really cool. Anyway, we're going to to dive into their last song. This is Spider off of the 12 Inches EP. Enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. This is Through My Years. Take care. Come on.